replace the phrase I deserve, right, with I am responsible for. Okay, so whenever you hear yourself saying I deserve, and a lot of people say happiness after that, I deserve happiness, you change it, you flip the script, you use different words, and you say I am responsible. Welcome to the Fuel Hunt Show. Welcome to the Fuel Hunt Show. I'm Joey, co-founder of Fuel Hunt, and I have Drew, my cousin and co-founder here with me. What's so, going on, cuz? What's going on? How you feeling? Living the dream, baby, one day at a time. Good, good. I love to hear it. Today, we're going to do something a little different, right? Uh, previous episode, we talked about the origins mm-hmm. of uh, Fuel Hunt. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the rules of the few, right? So if there was something that is equally as important to our origin... It's the rules that we live by, right? The rules of the few, the way I look at it, they're our differentiator. They're what differentiates us from who people perceive as our quote unquote competition in the marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like as we've gained popularity and our community has grown, uh, many people still see us as an apparel company, a clothing company. But we know from our origin story and in our hearts that what we're doing is so much more than clothing, right? We're a community that lives by a code of conduct, the rules of the few. And we live by those rules to create change in society, the change that we want to see, right? Restoring the dignity of hard work, bringing that back to the rank and respect it, uh, it deserves. So let's dive in um, to the rules of the few today. Why not go in order? Like I'm a I'm a creature yeah, of order, dude. So let's just let's just do it. Uh, so we will hit the first one. The first rule, uh, I believe, is one of the most powerful rules. Right? Uh, it's one of uh, eleven. Right? So the rules of the few are ten rules plus one. Yep. Right? Because we like to over deliver. But mm-hmm. the first rule, I think, is one of the most powerful rules uh, of the eleven. And uh, I'm going to actually read it verbatim because maybe um, not all of uh, the Eagles watching this or listening to this or uh, maybe they're new to the community and they're not inherently familiar with the rule. So I'll read the rule verbatim. We'll chop it up a little bit. And then what I want to do, if you're okay with it, is I want to talk about a tool for the rule. See what I did? You know, I like to rhyme. I don't necessarily bro. love what you did. But you, you, uh, know, I, yeah. you know, so, I mean, look, I should have been a rapper really is what it it came down but you know here we are and things no so anyway a tool for the rule so really uh, what that means is um, a practical way for our community members for an eagle to live the rule in their daily life right Right. so we'll chop it up we'll get in a tool for the rule and we'll go for there so rule number one i'm going to read it verbatim like i said and i have my spectacles on so please forgive me uh, do not be entitled right out the gate with a do not. Do not be entitled. Earn everything. Choose hard work over handouts always. Consistent, intentional hard work should be your default. Always choose it over handouts. Be self-reliant. Be skilled. Be strong in mind, body, and spirit. No one is coming to steal your problems. No one owns you. No one owes you. You save you. So I still get, I got chills reading it. I got chills the first time I wrote it. Mm -hmm. Uh, A strong statement. 
really centered around what I think is the root of all societal evils, entitlement. And I say it's the, the root of all societal evils because to me, blame, laziness, comfort, all stems from a feeling that you're exempt from hard work and you're owed some type of special treatment, right? So I think it's really like a core, a root societal evil, which explains also why when we decided to codify these rules and I sat down and I wrote them, it's rule number one. Yeah. So before we get into the practical stuff, let me ask you a question. How do you define entitlement? A lot of time, I think the easiest place to see entitlement is in the workplace, right? You got a lot of people that want the same earnings or the same salary as other people, but they're only doing half the work. They're not they're not showing up at the same times. They're not working after hours. They're not doing the necessary work to move the needle every day. Mm-hmm. Another place I see it personally is in the gym or at jujitsu in the academy. Um, you got people that they want the, they chase the belts, mm-hmm. but they're only showing up once in a while. And they're not staying for the live rounds. Um, But a lot of times, for me specifically, I think entitlement is just always thinking that everything's going to work out for you without putting the work in. Mm -hmm. And in order to grow and actually have success in things and life, you have to do the hard work. And that hard work is looking under rocks that you don't necessarily want to look under. Mm -hmm. Like getting in the gym and doing the workouts that you don't want to do. So you could be in the gym doing those hard workouts, but then not doing the nutrition. Mm-hmm. So like turning on, turning over all rocks and making sure you're doing all of the hard work and looking at places you don't want to look, I think is another factor in entitlement. Yeah, I think I love, that's a beautiful, beautiful analogy. I don't know if you ever hit me with that one before, but the analogy of the rocks, right? Because it's not just that the rock's heavy, right? The rock could be, Harry, the rock could have a monster under it. Like mm. it's turning over those rocks that you are most fearful of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you said that uh, in your definition, you said um, to the effect of thinking that things are going to work out without putting the work in. Now, you and I were abundant thinkers, right? We believe in attraction, right? law of attraction. So there's always an element of like believing that it's going to work out, right? I mean, that's how we work. But when you miss the second part of the equation, putting the work in, that's where you're saying you, you're like, okay, that's, that's entitlement to me. It's not, it's like I was saying, if not, it's not if only when. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So for me defining, if I had to define entitlement, I hit on it a little bit in the beginning of the show. I think like for me, what it means is that you have a feeling that you are exempt, right, from doing something the hard way, right? That you're exempt from hard work and you're owed, right, special treatment for some reason. And I think we're, how many years apart are we? A lot. No, oh, look at that, <laughs> trying to make me look like a dinosaur. I think it's 10. Listen, I'm a, I'm a useful, <laughs> Yeah, I think we're 10 years apart, You are right? aging in reverse. I do I, say I'm that. I'm like Benjamin right. fucking yeah, yeah, Button, yeah, yeah. dude. I agree. That's, I agree. that's a movie, right? Where yeah, 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 yeah. in reverse? i never seen the movie. I yeah. just know the pop culture reference. But anyway, um, 
so I think it really started with my generation. Uh, you know, this entitlement trap. Uh, I saw uh, people close to me and people in my circles that didn't want to, you know, work in the mailroom before they worked in the corner mm -hmm. office, that didn't want to clean the toilet, right, before they became the skilled tradesman. They didn't want to sweep the floor, you know, before doing the crown molding. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was this, There was this belief that they could just well, that they were owed the end result and they could just jump over all the shit, yeah. all the turning over the rocks, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and I think that if you, and again, putting it on the spot, so I appreciate it, you answering this. What do you think caused that? What do you think caused this whole wave of entitlement? I know one thing in my mind, I know one thing in my mind, but I want, I'm we curious We didn't about talk you. about this before the show. So no. I, yeah, so y'all put me on the spot, but I do have yeah. a thought in mind. Mm -hmm. And a reason why our generation ended up this way is because I believe that our parents mm -hmm. tried to make everything easy for their kids. Mm -hmm. So like you always say with the, the DoorDash theory now, like everything shows up at your door without doing any work, without even getting off your couch. Mm -hmm. But our parents, tried to solve all our problems for us before we even had them. So we didn't have to do any of that. Not that we didn't have to, but a lot of times didn't have to solve problems, do hard work mm -hmm. to figure things out. And I think it's because they had it harder exactly. than we do now, exactly. right? As, a, as generations, they had it harder, right? So like, you know, the generations that preceded us, it's no secret that they were much fucking harder and not as comfortable yeah. as the world we live in today. No. So I think that the probably the intentions were good, yeah. right? But I agree with you, like a lot of our problems were stolen. And what happened is we began to develop a thought pattern or a behavior that we could do life the easy way. And it would work out the way we wanted it to. We could have all of our big dreams and goals yeah. and growth by taking the easy route, yeah. you know? And that couldn't be further from the truth, yeah. right? Someone's doing it the hard way. It's just not you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so. You know, if I was to define entitlement, like I said, it's a, that exemption. Like I'm exempt from responsibility, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm owed something special. 100%. Um, if I look at my generation and I say, okay, look, the problem started with us, right? And I'm a, I'm theoretically a millennial, I think. Are we technically the same generation? No, we're different generations, obviously. But um, you're a... I fuck, I fuck this up all the time. I, I'm a millennial, yeah, right? We're the same generation. I'm on like the fringe of like millennial. I don't even know why I'm admitting this now. Okay. I think we're I'm the, the same generation, though. Are we? Yeah. Because you're not willing to be my dad. No. Am I? No, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we are. Yeah. But I think it started with the, with the millennials. And if I look for one reason or like the birth of this entitlement trap, I, I think that it comes down to praising what's required, right? Like in my generation, there was a lot of praise for showing up, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you, you made it to work today. You're winning, yeah. you know? Then you could just shuffle through your fucking inbox for six hours and it was all good. Like, you know what? Put in a hard day's work. You made it today. That's, you showed up. And there's that, there's that, you know, conventional piece of wisdom. What is it? Uh, showing up's half the battle. Or yeah. I've never, 
ever believe that, especially now. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. I get in my in my car with my heated seats. I put on my favorite podcast. It all streams over the air. Yep. You know, I have my my cup holder warms my coffee for me as I come. Into, come on, man. Like, you know, there's nothing hard done. It's So how can just showing up be half of it? That's one of my favorite um, OGs from you back in the day. But I remember in our note, um, it said, don't clock in, spend all day shuffling papers and say you put in the work. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite. So what Drew's referring to is, um, and we still have the note, uh, is in a note on our, a shared note on our iPhones called OGs. So the pieces of content that we post um, on a daily basis uh, that are meant to inspire mm -hmm. and motivate and kick you in the ass. Um, we call them OGs. And uh, we had a running note like of all the wisdom um, that we would, uh, you know, either learn or encounter throughout the day. We put it in this note. So that's the note that uh, Drew's referring to. That note goes way back, oh, yeah. way back. Oh, yeah. Late 2016, probably, oh, yeah. that, note, that note goes back to. So what I think praising what's required was the beginning of this whole entitlement trap. And, um, you know, not only just the showing up's half the battle, but, and, you know, I'll probably, you know, touch some nerves with this, but even just, you know, being rewarded for participating, right? Not a good thing. Uh, and I think that started with my generation. And again, I think it was everybody had good intentions. They were like, hey, look, like, you know, we want people to be confident and strong and we don't want to offend people, you know, but instead of using emotional intelligence to frame feedback properly so that you could help somebody grow personally or be a better teammate or leader or player, whatever, yeah. um, everybody was just given praise. Yeah. You know, you participated today, you showed up, you're on the team, so you're going to get a trophy. And don't pay attention to the fact that it's the same trophy that the winner got, yeah. like, because we're all winners. Yeah. And I think that that's very damaging to anyone really, not just the youth. It's just not a good metaphor for life. There's just no, no space in the world where you show up, do the bare minimum and win. And no. life's fucking hard and you're gonna have to take L's, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing I tell my son. It's like, well, did you learn from it? Like the only L's we take are lessons. Mm -hmm. So you either you win or you learn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we just didn't set our generation up for success with these participation and thinking everybody else gets the same, the same award. Yeah, yeah, the same, the same treatment. There's a clear, there's a clear delineation between you know what's required. You know what I mean? Which is basically like the bare minimum, and then what's um, above and beyond the mm -hmm. extra mile. In my mind, there's a clear delineation between those things, and now that line has blurred. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all the same thing. And I, I really believe, I hit it on at the beginning of the show, I believe that this, this entitlement trap, it births blame, right? Because if you think you're exempt from responsibility, exempt from hard work, and you're not receiving what you think you're owed, what are you going to do? It's their fault. It's this person's fault. In reality, just like rule number one says, you save you. Yep. The only finger pointing that's ever useful is when you point the finger at your fucking self. Yep. Right. And take yep. ownership and take action. So blame is an, is an evil that's birthed from entitlement. You know, that's one of them. And then you can get into laziness because people just throw up their hands and they're like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to sit around and wait till I get what I'm owed. Yep. 
you know? Yeah. So I, I really do think it's a root of evil. Uh, yeah. You are always the problem. You are always the solution. Yes. Yep, exactly. And it's, it's very difficult, I think, to take that level of ownership in your life because yeah. what that means is you have to take complete responsibility for the shitstorm that you're in. Yep. And you and I didn't come out of the womb at this level of personal growth, right? I mean, that we can sit here and, and live these things and say these things. You and I have been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've went through periods of entitlement in my life. You know what I mean? I've been the guy that had a victim mentality in the past and blamed. You know, if you want to talk about another evil, the victim mentality that comes. I've been that guy before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I've experienced what entitlement can do to a person. Oh, yeah. um, what, when, it, when we talk about our rules, right? A lot of the few hang the rules up, right? Now we have posters, we have magnets soon. Surprise. Posters have been going out in order. So, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, we have. So, you know, many Eagles have been hanging these posters in their workplace, in their gyms, in their cubicles, in their home offices. Um, but what I really want to do is give the few practical ways that they can live these rules, right? So you hit on a couple examples of entitlement. You know, you see it in the workplace, you see it at, at schools, you see it at gyms. Um, let's hit on maybe one each, a practical way that the few can live this rule. Maybe it's a way you live it. Um, you know, on a daily basis, the, the one that I'm going to cite is definitely uh, a way that I've lived it over the years. So why don't you go first and, and hit us with a, a tool for the rule? So, um, this will, will get me in some hot water with some of our community members because we are always getting requests for wallpapers and I don't, uh, myself and the design team don't do enough job of putting them out, but that is a note to myself that we should start. <laughs> um, but my rule for the few or tool for the few is to set up a phone background that gives you a reminder of this rule specifically. But what I'll leave you with is nobody owes you, nobody owns you, and nobody cares. So keep working, which I said in the last episode too, but mm -hmm. is a powerful worth reminder. Re worth repeating. Yes. Yeah, and I do show you my to show you myself that I also put this on my phone screen. Yep. To give me a reminder that I that I need on a daily basis when I'm th feeling sorry for myself or wondering why something didn't work out the way I wanted it to, and I realize that I'm the problem. Yeah, yep. The um, one one thing that I hear over email all the time because when I send out our community newsletters at the base of the email, there's a little snippet of the rules of the few, and uh, I'll get you know ten to fifty replies every time I send a note. They reply and they just say. Thank you for the reminder on the rules of the yeah. few. Like, I just needed the reminder. I just needed to see that in the footer. Email was great, but I scrolled down. I read the reminders. Help me out today, right? So I think that that's powerful. Um, and uh, fortunately or unfortunately, we're all kind of glued to the phone today. Yeah. So putting it in a place directly in yeah. your environment where you're going to see it is uh, is critical. Um, would you also suggest that maybe writing, maybe writing that little mantra down in the in the 
in the morning in your journal yeah. or uh, in the corner of your notebook you're, that you use at the office or on your whiteboard at the gym? Yeah. Like, would you suggest yeah, that there, too? There's power in, in writing and that's proven by, I think, back by science. It, it is. Yeah. Writing is a much more cognitive process yeah. than typing. Yes. So, which is another reason why, you know, Remarkables are, you know, great little devices yeah. because you get to, to handwrite. Um, okay. So uh, my tool for the rule. Um, so speaking about cognitive processes in the brain, we know from, you know, the hundreds of studies that have done that the words we speak have an impact and really shape our behaviors. So, you know, if you speak to yourself negatively, chances are you're going to have a low value uh, or a low level of self-worth, right? If you speak negatively about the outcomes of your you know career or business you're going to find more problems than you do solutions right. right our words i had a professor um when i was in college this might be you know a little much it's a 50 cent word but uh the word is efficacious he used to say all the time like words have power right and we know that from all the, the studies that we've we've done on the brain so um my tool for the few is around the words that we use every day and what I want to do is challenge the few. And this is something that I do. I picked up a long time ago from a book um, by uh, Dr. John Townsend on entitlement. And uh, what he suggests is to replace the phrase, I deserve, right, with I am responsible for. Okay, so whenever you hear yourself saying I deserve, and a lot of people say happiness after that, I deserve happiness, you change it, you flip the script, you use different words, for, and you say, I'm responsible for my happiness. Mm -hmm. so like when you say I deserve something, I'm owed something, it's a, it's a, like a waiting statement, not a working statement. Yeah. It's a passive statement, not an active statement, yeah. right? You know? So, whereas if you juxtapose that with, you know, I am responsible for, like I said, it's a very active statement. You start, for me at least, and this is one of the most powerful um, things that I get from it, I start then to do a little audit, right? So if I'm sitting around all day and say, I deserve the perfect marriage, or I deserve the perfect mate, or I deserve to be happy, I'm just waiting. Somebody's gonna have to come give this to me, so I'm just gonna wait around and do nothing until it happens. If I flip that and I say, I'm responsible, for my relationships or I'm responsible for my happiness, it triggers a little personal audit in me. I say, okay, well, wait a second. I'm responsible for this? Well, like what the fuck am I doing to bring it about yeah. in my life? Like it, it triggers a personal audit for me. Yeah. So that's um, that's the, the tool that I wanna leave uh, the few with um, for this rule. I'm excited, man, to go through the rest of the rules of the few um, with the community. Um, it was important for us uh, to and speaking about our journey a little bit, it was important for us, I think, to codify these rules. For many years, we were speaking about these rules in our content, but we never stepped back mm -hmm. and said, like, we're going to outline these and provide like a code of conduct to the few. Um, our friend Craig, uh, B's friend, our friend Craig Ballantyne, he says, uh, even before I think Jocko arrived on the scene, right? He says, structure is freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think the the rules of the few, you know, give us the structure that we need for our daily lives to work hard, you know, yeah. to um, not only change our lives, but change the lives of those we love, you know. So I'm pumped to go through the uh, the rest of the rules of the few. Same. Yeah, man. Anything else, man? Any any closing wisdom, closing qu questions for me? No, yeah. not currently. Okay. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see. 
as we go through the episodes, I'm sure you'll have some. Yeah. All right. Um, if, uh, if I was to leave the few with a, a piece of wisdom, which I did, excuse me, on the uh, first episode, and I'll leave them uh, with the same wisdom for this episode, uh, it would be uh, always choose effort over entitlement. Always choose hard work over handouts. No one owns you. No one owns you. You're one of the few. Good work.